0: Trigger warning school shootings, gun commentary, mental health, gun violence, trauma. This episode is going to upset some people. To that, I say, good. Sorry, not sorry. It's all just enough. Too much. It's been going on too long. Enough is enough. Before the assault weapons ban went into effect in 1994, there were about 400,000 AR-15 style rifles in America. Today, there are 20 million. I'm not against guns for hunting, even though my husband and I don't hunt. I'm not against guns for self-defense at all. I personally would love to go to a shooting range for sport, and I'm all for responsible gun ownership, responsible legal gun ownership. I've shot a gun, we've talked about getting a gun, though I'd be remiss if I didn't say I'd be 100% okay with a world that was free of weapons and violence, although that'll obviously never happen. But also, despite being relatively okay-ish with guns in general, in my personal opinion, no civilian, no private citizen needs military-grade weaponry. And regardless, in my opinion, all guns should require a test, that you take a test before obtaining one, licensing and insurance, just like with a car, and universal background checks. Lastly, I think we should raise the age to buy a gun to 25 years old. That's when you're trusted to rent a car. That's when the brain is more fully formed. I know some people don't trust science or facts, but that's a fact. An 18-year-old's brain is literally not fully developed yet. And I mean, who cares about licenses and such and, and exams and tests and registration and insurance if you're being responsible and doing legal things? Why do you care about some restrictions and qualifications being applied? You know, I mean, like, you need a license to fish. You need an exam and a license and insurance to drive a car. You need to be 21 years old to buy freaking wine coolers. So, what is so upsetting and scary about having some of these pretty simple rules in place if you're a law abiding, rational gun owner? If you're a responsible gun owner, what are you so afraid of? And honestly, do you reasonably and logically think that the founding fathers were right about everything, or that they envisioned anything like the weapons that are available today? The answer is no. I mean, first of all, I highly doubt any of them were thinking so far into the future when they wrote the constitution, and they were not right about everything or else half of you slash us would not legally be allowed to vote And there are some people listening out there who would be viewed and owned as property still if the Founding Fathers were right about everything. Additionally, they probably wouldn't even have had the capability to envision these types of weapons when they were writing the Constitution unless they were wildly imaginative in a very violent and morbid way or they had some time machine we didn't know about. I mean, I saw a meme that said, you know... Maybe guys that would be mystified by the sight of a dishwasher weren't right about everything in perpetuity. I have to agree. I'd add, too, that arming teachers is not the answer, and it simply lacks so much empathy and logic. It's a very bad idea on so many levels. It's unsafe, irresponsible, inconsiderate, careless, short-sighted, really. And if the vision of the future for America is every single citizen carrying a gun, I'm peacing out. We don't need to militarize every aspect of our society. It is sick. Good guys with guns, it's a great idea. But good guys with guns don't work. It's been proven time and time again, especially in the recent Uvalde, Uvalde, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it, Um, Uvalde, (laughs) Texas school shooting, where they even admitted they failed. The folks in Uvalde a- admitted that they made the wrong call. Well, some of them did. The rest aren't cooperating with investigators, which says a lot. Furthermore, the idea of arming teachers I mean, one article I read said this, and I agree. Arming teachers is a bad idea because it invites numerous disasters and problems, and the chances of it actually helping are so minuscule most teachers do not want to carry guns in school. So again, I don't think arming teachers is the answer. It's asking too much while too many people do too little. And so I want to share with you all a post that I wrote about my husband the day after the Robb Elementary tragedy. And as you know, that that tra- tragedy um, came on the heels of, of a couple other School uh, of a couple other uh, mass shootings in this country, very, very recent uh, as well. They were very close together. There was um, a supermarket shooting, a flea market shooting, a church shooting, and then the Uvalde, Texas slash, you know, Rob Elementary shooting. Anyway, I wrote this post about my husband, shared a photo of him in his classroom. This is my best bud. He also happens to be the love of my life. And let me uh, add that I wrote this while battling COVID. Okay, so that's some context that I think you need to know. So let me start over. I'm sick with COVID while wow, this is being written. And this is the day after the, the most recent school shooting. This is my best bud. He also happens to be the love of my life. Not being able to give him a good night smooch or a goodbye kiss in the morning before he heads off to school is gutting me. COVID sucks. But the pandemic is only one unfair thing that teachers have to cope with. And I use the word unfair because it is. Spare me lectures about how life isn't fair. Some things really are unfair, and I would count school shootings among them. When I married an elementary school teacher, I didn't think I would constantly need to worry about his safety on the job. Yet, He's had to undergo active shooter training, a thing that outside the military or police is uniquely American. And here's the thing about my husband. He's good. He's decent, noble, and brave. He would do anything to protect his students who he lovingly refers to as his babies. I don't want it to come to that. Not for the children, not for him, not for me. And you think these things won't happen to you or people you know, but they can. I mean, I was on a hit list in high school. And I personally know people who have been murdered by gun, who have died by suicide, who have been abused, who have been victims of robbers, muggers, peeping toms, and more. It's all real. It all happens. It's all possible. And now as I struggle with anxiety from having COVID and sadness about not being able to give my hubby a quick peck on the lips, a new worry arises that because of a school shooting, our last pre-COVID kiss could be our last. What are the chances, you ask? He teaches elementary school. Well, look at the news. 21 dead in another elementary school shooting yesterday. Second, third, fourth graders and their teachers, who now also have to guard them from viruses and bullets. In the U.S., there have been 27 school shootings and 198 mass shootings in 2022 alone. That was at the time of me writing this post. There have been more since then. In the post, I continued, make it stop. It's not fair. These kids deserve better. My heart breaks for them and for their parents and the teachers who guard them, guide them, love them, and raise them. Can we take a moment while offering thoughts and prayers to also acknowledge that teachers deserve more than a day or a week of appreciation? I added as a note to my husband that I love him and that all... Of his students are so lucky to have him, and so am I. It's sad that I even have to write these words or think these things or say these things, but it is what it is, you know? And listen, sociologically speaking, America, by some standards, is viewed by some people as both a death cult and a death denying society. Obviously, these things are extreme, but you can also see why this is problematic. Other countries look at us in horror for the way we fetishize guns under some cringy, misguided, patriotic pretense. It's sick, it's twisted, it's intellectually immature. Um, It's a very strange type of societal worship and very self-centered by nature. Our individualism in this country is both our blessing and our curse. It's a prison and an altar both. We can't see the dichotomy. We're too close to it. We can't see that it will be our downfall. We're too busy picking sides, choosing teams, being divided, and pushing away the pesky task of self-awareness, of progress, of inner work and evolution. We can't see the forest or the trees because we really only care about our own front yard. America, my friends, is unhinged or at least becoming unhinged. If you deny that, then you're potentially lacking some critical distance and are too close to the issues to see your bias. Close enough for comfort, but too close for real clarity. And hey, the uncomfortable is hard. The comfortable and the familiar, that's easy. I get it, change is scary. But not wanting to do the hard work and being unwilling to change your mind. Those things do not make you the hero that you think it does, or that you think they do. And I wanna add this, I do love America, it's home, but there's some qualifiers and caveats to that for me personally. You can be proud of your country and love it while still wanting it to improve. You. You know, this doesn't have to be a fixed thing. It doesn't have to be unconditional. You can have love and pride for your country that fluctuates, ebbs, and flows and is conditional. Your country can leave you feeling rudderless or heartbroken at times. America to me used to be beauty, freedom, and love, kindness, generosity, pride, and innovation, protection, and fun. Wonder Woman, Uncle Sam, Captain America, the Statue of Liberty, waving and wearing and displaying the USA fra- flag proudly, um, you know, waving the flag proudly, uh, flag in the front yard, all of that, fireworks on the 4th of July, family, God, bubblegum and cookouts, baseball and tradition, safety and pride, red lipstick and jean shorts, prayers and music, sunflowers and Starbucks. Sneakers on pavement at sunset with lightning bugs piercing the night. Cats and dogs and field trips at school. Grassy fields and whispered secrets among friends. Surprises and holidays and birthday cake. Nostalgia in jars and glass bottles at sea. Parades. The Homecoming Queen. The Prom King. Mother Teresa. Superman. Barbie. Mickey Mouse. Classic Rock. Classic Cars. Mount Rushmore. Elvis Presley. Tearing up when I would hear what literally used to be my favorite song, the National Anthem. Saying the Pledge Allegiance at school and singing America the Beautiful in music class, saying God bless America with my entire heart, going to bed with head on pillow, knowing on some level that I was protected and safe and had rights and freedoms. Yes, I was one of those obnoxiously patriotic and obviously very white and very basic queens, attached and loyal. All in. I felt so lucky and blessed to live here. And sometimes I still do, but for the past five or so years, I've regularly daydreamed about an international move. It won't happen, but it's shocking that maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I wouldn't even have considered it. But anyway, you know how some people can fall into a relationship where they're totally gaslit and don't even realize what's been taken from them, what they're missing out on, or how they're being manipulated or abused. That's where I'm at. America is the gaslighting, emotionally abusive relationship. America has let me down and broken my heart. And it takes a lot for me to finally be done or write someone or something off, but when I do, good luck getting back into my good graces. America is still home as of now and maybe I'll still wear my daisy dukes sometimes or don the red, white, and blue for a holiday, but despite it being home, it no longer feels homey It no longer feels safe. I'm still here, but I'm worried and I'm weary and I'm worried and that stands even if I do still occasionally display the stars and stripes. It all feels icky, though. The flag no longer brings me joy. I feel like Dorothy when she pulled back the curtain and discovered that the Wizard of Oz was just a man and it was all fake. A facade. Bullshit and gloss. Colors and optics. We have good parades and can put on a great show. But I saw a meme once that said, America is basically a third world country with good PR. And wow. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but honestly, not much. You know how people are always telling kids they're so special and giving them stickers and trophies for just participating, and in their parents' eyes, those kids can do no wrong, even though you know they're a little brat? That's how a lot of people are with America. I feel like America gets all the gold stars, all the trophies, all the glory, all the forgiveness, and it's mommies and daddies and sycophants just think, It's oh so perfect and can do no wrong in their eyes. But a lot of those kids that are constantly told those things become spoiled or worse. Narcissists, sociopaths, ill-adjusted to adult life in the real world, unable to function. To me now, I don't know. America, it's a schoolyard bully. It's the 45-year-old drunk, former all-star quarterback at the bar talking about his glory days. It's the frat boy taking advantage of a semi-conscious drunk girl. It's the churches covering up abuse. It's your blatantly racist relative and your casually racist neighbor. It's homophobia and transphobia and misogyny and sexism and ableism and racism and ageism and white privilege. It's everyone out for themselves. It's a mommy's boy. It's the Hunger Games. It's a con artist. It's doing a good deed and making a donation just so others see you do it. It's a sleazy tabloid. It's gossip. It's an internet troll. It's a mean girl. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's an illusion. It's a multimillionaire church pastor who cheats on his wife and his taxes. It's one of those tacky hotels or mid-tier restaurants that tries to look fancy, but actually just looks gaudy you know, it's it's the person who gets their kid a puppy for Christmas and then takes the dog to the shelter once it starts to become a mild inconvenience. It's the McDonald's wrapper on the side of the highway. It's the person who makes fun of other people's looks or who keeps tickling you after you tell them to stop. But they keep going because it amuses them. It's a dumb man's idea of a smart man and a poor man's idea of a rich man. And yes, there are a lot of really, 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 really rich people in America, some very wildly successful and wealthy people. But there are also a lot of really, 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 really poor people in America, too. And I don't just mean financially. People are morally and spiritually bankrupt. America is a mental health crisis and america is a gun guns guns and more guns and i gotta say we lack class we lack culture and worst of all we lack empathy we don't care about others not really not unless it serves some purpose for us that's been evident in recent years and no not every person only cares about themselves but a lot of people do, we have far more of an individualized, self-centered society than many. And societies that function differently than that are oftentimes thriving. America is the gamer living in his parents' basement with a beer belly hanging over the elastic waistband of his sweatpants. But hey, he was cute in high school. America for me used to be an action hero and Mr. Rogers combined, a beacon of hope, a leader of thought, a comfy blanket. Yet now the blanket has been ripped away abruptly and I'm chilly. And instead of just church on Sundays, we are worshiping at the altars of violence and toxicity and division and bigotry and hatred and selfishness and social media and guns and money. People are incapable of flexibility in thought. People are so afraid of progress and evolution and it's becoming a problem. America is your curmudgeonly draft dodging and sometimes handsy great uncle who still uses the N word, puts down every generation after his own and refuses to get a cell phone. America won't grow or change for the better. We refuse to. We're stuck and broken. America is broken. Believe it or not see it or not, acknowledge it or not, it's broken. It is. When you continually prioritize certain values over others and refuse to fix certain problems, you make it clear that you do not have a growth mindset and that you do not want things to change. What you allow, you condone. But I, personally, I'm at least pulling off my mask, taking off my blinders, And I'm sorry that for the first two decades of my life, I lived in my little bubble where due to privilege and my own sociocultural circumstances, I was blinded to many of the problems that so many Americans face. I know many of you knew all of this about America long before I did, and I'm not special for realizing it. I can say, though, that since my early 20s, I do see the flaws and the blemishes that the gold star stickers are coming up. Or I'm sorry, covering up, I should say. So I see the, I see the gold stars, but I, I also see what the gold stars are covering. I see the band-aids and the beauty marks. Both. I see all of it. I see it all more clearly every week, every month, every year. America is still all of the great things that I mentioned earlier, but it's all the bad stuff too. And I feel sorry for anyone who cannot see that who does not realize or recognize that. The first step to fixing a problem is admitting that there is a problem. And the biggest issue I see is that about half our country or so, you know, can't or won't admit that there's a problem. And if they do, they're not willing or able to have productive, reasonable discourse on how to fix things. Because they're stuck in this tribalistic mentality or this self-centered mindset. So America is a gun. America is a troll. America doesn't realize that the the two-party system sucks or the separation of church and state needs to be upheld. And America doesn't seem to realize that it isn't 1776 or even 1950 or 1980 anymore. America is broken, but broken can still be beautiful. It is still America the beautiful You know, as Lady Gaga says, God makes no mistakes. I'm trying to remember that and offer grace to those who need it most. I'll leave you with this quote. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. The only thing is we have to let it in. So please, let's we as a nation let in the light. I'll try. Will you? I think a part of that has to be acknowledging that aside from the gun debate, there is a mental health crisis, Uh, an epidemic, a pandemic, whatever you want to call it, there is a mental health situation plaguing this country. And um, a part of it is stigma. We have to erase the stigma associated with mental health conditions and seeking mental health services. Another part of it is access. We have to make mental health services accessible and equitable and available. Um, A part of it is awareness and education. I think that we have to educate the public and even students, uh, young kids, uh, on mental health, emotional intelligence, all of that. Um, I think we have to particularly let men and boys know that it's okay to. Share emotions, to have feelings, to cry, to seek help. Um, And really, that obviously goes for anybody of any gender. But uh, as we've seen with a lot of these school shootings and uh, mass shootings, it's almost always uh, a man or a male. Um, And um, there is some underpinning of this toxic masculinity that's always talked about that is. So often linked with many of these cases. <clears throat> and a lot of people say that it is a mental health problem, not a gun problem. My opinion is that it's both. Um, you know, let's just look at it. Logically, every country has mental health issues. I mean, mental illness is not something that's isolated to America. Um, but not every country has the mass shootings that we have. And so you have to kind of pick that apart and consider, okay, mental illness is universal. It's a universal thing. So what are the differences? Well, the differences are access to guns, availability of guns, and um, also you know, healthcare and access to mental health services. So um, it, it can be both. I think it should be easier to get access to mental health services and resources, and harder to have access to a gun. So, not saying that guns need to be eradicated or banned altogether, but it should be easier for people to get help with mental health issues, and it should be harder for people to obtain and own a gun. And, um, you know, that's really all I'm gonna say about that for now. But I wanted to acknowledge that there's not just a one-size-fits-all solution to the problems that are plaguing our country. Um, There can be multiple things true at once, which I say all the time in this podcast about many, many, many things. Um, And so we have to be able to think critically and look at the bigger picture and figure out what parts of this can we address. You drive yourself nuts, trying to focus on things you can't control. What do you have control over? What can we fix? Well, yeah, criminals are always going to have guns or, or, you know, obtain guns illegally or whatever. <clears throat> that's something that's also universal. There's bad guys everywhere. So what can we control for? Well, we can control for the amount of legal guns that are readily available. And we can also do something about the mental health crisis. So let's be reasonable about it and take this multifaceted approach. Um, This doesn't have to be so linear and so divided. I think a lot of people are going into this with this all or nothing thinking. Um, But the truth is there's probably a gray area. There's probably somewhere that can provide for some compromise. And um, it doesn't have to be this black or white thinking, all or nothing thinking, you know? Um, And we can start by maybe acknowledging that and taking steps towards finding some type of middle ground. So those are my thoughts. Um, I'm not anti-gun, I'm not anti-America, but I am very much anti this. I'm, I'm over the constant incessant mass shootings, school shootings, mass casualties, gun violence. I'm I'm done with all of it. Um, And I'm also just over people pretending that America is something it's not. You know? Um, It's not perfect. And to pretend that it is, is really doing a disservice to all of us. Um, So that's where I'm at with all of it. And I just thought I would share those thoughts with you. Most of all, I wish for peace and health and love and safety for everybody. Um, prayers still going out to the people of Ukraine. Um, I know that situation's continually unfolding and escalating, and um, you know, my thoughts are with them as well as with those of us here in the United States who continue to navigate this very complicated socio-political climate that we are in, and all of these. Very daunting and sometimes scary issues that face us as a nation. Um, but I think one thing that I will continue to do, and hopefully all of you will do too, is just love your neighbor, be kind, be compassionate, have empathy, do your small little random acts of kindness. Just try to be a good person each day, and do what you can to help us move towards a more united, more loving, more peaceful society. Thank you for listening. Be be well and be safe. We'll see you next time.